the the sinking ship. Yeah, I gotta fill it with things. Hello and welcome to Live Raft. I'm Huggins. Um, I feel like I should say Farley. Farley's good. I'm Farley. Yeah, but no, they think fat if they hear Farley. Oh. Don't you? <laughs> See Farley? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Farley. And Wagner. I don't know. I think Farley, I think Chris Farley instantly. Yeah. And then I immediately have to correct people because it's spelled like far lie, as in a far away lie told us from someone else. Did you know that Chris Farley was like fucking tortured by the fact that he played the funny fat guy? Yes. You'd never know it, but he had like he would like uh, burst into the other rooms of the other SNL cast members and like pull him aside and be like, God, do you do you really think I'm funny? Or like they're just laughing because I'm fat. He had this crazy like paranoia about it. And you would never guess that by looking at him. Ever. Well, I mean He did it so well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was one of those people that you just categorically put into that thing of, yeah, of course this guy's funny because he's fat. That's the reason. Like you're just looking at him like, oh, he's just funny to look at at the very mm-hmm. start. Which is of course sizeism? What would you call that? Fatism? Weightism? To it to assume that they're funny just because they're fat? Yeah. I, I mean, just, just essentially ignorant. seeing that someone I guess ignorant. I was saying that like I don't know. Making, I think Huggins is less funny now. <laughs> I'm you lost 60 about, pounds of yeah, funny yeah, yeah. I'm worried about that like, I think I got some pity laughs <laughs> I don't want to lose them <laughs> You were funny when you were fat But now you're not funny Every time I make a joke on the podcast It's just dead silence You actually hear the crickets outside Fuck <laughs> Shit that wasn't, it. It's because you're not wheezing over and <laughs> <laughs> Wheezing and then, and then taking a gigantic drag On that artificial electronic cigarette of yours Yeah It's delicious of course. I mean, Why else would you do it? It tastes like nicotine. Just chowing down on Frederico's. Oh. Oh. Welcome to the sick of ship. Oh, listen, I'm my intoxicant of choices. <laughs> Frederico's. That's true. Oh, I got the meat sweats. <laughs> it does happen after like a night of drinking. I'm like, fuck it, Federico's. No, like New Mexico right now, like every fucking time. And it's great. I mean, it's shit. never let us down. No. Ever. It's very reliable, I admit. But it's the I, same almost every time. It takes 45 minutes to make. Even yes, because like, yeah, you go there at 3 a.m. when there's one dude doing the cooking and one dude well, doing the Well, yeah, and the they don't have anything prepped. So I yeah. think it's fre- more fresh. Yeah, like, they're always like piping hot. It's just Which is great, but then you're going to wait 45 minutes. I say get rid of the drive-thru in that case. Like, I think if you take too long, a drive-thru is just fucking silly. Many I, people go inside. My guess would be it's a security issue of you'd have just drugs walking in there like order a taco oh, and then lay there for yeah. three hours. Or just <laughs> eat all the yeah. chips yeah. <laughs> for just free the entire time. Son Water of a cup, please. There's yeah. two of them. I can't stop them. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the chips, boss. Like, <laughs> Sorry, boss. We got to make more. I'd... The same guys are the same fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he, he, wait, he was heavy earlier, so I don't know how this guy keeps eating these chips, but I mean, <laughs> good on him, I guess. If he seems stronger. He ate all the chips. He has energy now. Like, <laughs> he's more dangerous. <laughs> What's more dangerous, an energetic drunk or a drunk drunk? An energetic drunk or a drunk drunk? What I mean is the guy and just kind of stumbles around and bumps into shit. Or a guy's like, hey man, I'm still totally cool. But, still, and then like, but he's dangerous because he's also drunk and he's the guy that gets in his car and thinks he's totally fine. Let's jump off stuff. No, I, oh. I hate that. I hate him both. I didn't I mean to make that so sad. No, 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 no. I thought you were talking about like... So, like, one-on-one, not them on the road or something like oh. that. Like, energetic drunk at a party. I'm like, you can act like you're relating to him. Like, you're not really, but you're just like, yeah, yeah buddy, Eww. cool, let's go over here and leave him. Well, because <laughs> yeah. you were specifically talking last episode to Timsky, who apparently stays up until 4 a.m. and he is does. the energetic drunk. Oh, yeah, no, no fucking See, doubt. Yeah, and I'm like the tortoise drunk, where... 
I'll stay up just as late, but I'm not all gung ho about like keeping everyone else up. I, I people uh, watch at parties. I yeah. sit on the couch and watch people dance. Sometimes, I watch people talk. Sometimes though. Oh, when I get way wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey guys. Then, then he's keeping everyone up, and like everyone wants to stay up because like it's rare. But when you see it, it's fucking crazy. He walks into the room, he bursts into a room, one eye like more stuff than the other. And you're just like, oh my god, Wagner's here! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Wagner stayed up this time, and it's getting exciting. Right? That's why when Wagner clothes or, are coming off, Wagner Whoa. or his girlfriend when they want to drink, it's like, like drink, drink, yeah, drink, drink. Let's fucking do it. Like, I'll buy a bottle, or whatever he likes, like wrap it in a bow for it's him. It's eleven forty-seven. You're like, can we make it get a handle in time, man? I don't know if we could do it. We can. We've done it multiple we, times. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, because you got a Kelly's just down the street, so. So we called this a life raft. The idea. Yeah, I was wondering why you called it a life raft. Well, I'm cool oh, with shit. That. Well, I'm high. I'm smoking weed. and I'll, I guess that I, means we do have I to go get the alcohol then at some point. Well, see, it's a life raft only because I don't think this shit warrants a sinking ship episode. I think it's going to be dry as fuck. We want to talk about the economy. So, like. I don't think that's like a dry topic. I think it's a passionate topic that people won't necessarily be like, ha, it's full of chuckles and laughs. It's a big departure from what we normally do. Certainly. So I'm thinking it belongs more under the. Life raft moniker. We can call it Mellow Man Gang Bang. I don't give a fuck. I just don't think singing shit makes sense. No, no, no. And I agree with that that assessment, but I thought it was very interesting that you were like, oh, it's a, it's a life raft. I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense, but we aren't. It should be the first class life raft. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> then we have to get tumblers with the. We should get the vodka, pour it into tumblers with ice, and just sip it gently. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, it, this episode's definitely going to be called the first class life raft. First class life raft. Where we get, where we get fucked up and talk about, like, Smart shit, because like smart. I would say we're all three fairly intelligent. Like I, I will not make that bold claim, sir, but I appreciate your gumption. I just say that not like in a judgmental way, but I'm smarter than most people I encounter, and I'm better than them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say I'm I'm intelligent. Uh, I one uh, not f- too long ago I was on. <sighs> I was on a series of mushrooms with a pile of mead to add on to it, and my mead. my dear, dear friend told me, she said, I love you so much. You are my most favorite narcissistic sociopath. Wow. And I said, yeah. I was like, and this, this other person who had just met me 30 minutes earlier was like, oh, my God. You're not mad at her for saying this? I was like, no, <laughs> she's right. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I mean, I am, but yeah. the, my sociopathy and my narcissism comes from a deathly fear of making sure to be the best host and best friend and best everything for everyone else and make sure that they're all happy first before myself. It's a different form of sociopathy than most people are not used to. Mm. So (laughs) I I certainly see parts of what you said to myself, like without a doubt, I've said those words exactly before. Um, It's funny you mentioned like a friend giving you what I consider a backhanded compliment. No, that was a, a huge compliment because she said, because she knew the perspective it came from and the way she delivered it with the message to me was, she loved me so sincerely as a, as a person, but she understands that's part of who I am as a person. And she doesn't judge me for it. She doesn't like remove it or feel bad about it. She just literally says, I know that's who you are. I accept you for who you are, and let's carry on the conversation. So then we kept you know, hanging out and drinking and enjoying our fungal adventure. <laughs> I, had a, um, I had a friend from Canada. So they were exchange students. I met them. They were cool as shit. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting closer to them at, as a semester went on. Um, to the point where we'd go out and party, they would come to my house, we'd drink and shit. Like, it was a lot of fun. But uh, we were talking about our group one time, and, like, we were making a lot of jokes. We were talking about being funny in general. Right. And, like, how we all try to be funny. And she told me, she's like, you're funny in, like, a uh, cry for help kind of way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that's too, oh. that hurts. Truth hurts. <laughs> oh. I, I would say that if there was anything that I would speak to in your humor previously that I've enjoyed or appreciated, it does come from, or at least seems to pivot out of a position of, 
desperation is the word that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. But it isn't necessarily like you're desperate to be funny. You are still quite funny. It is just that, oh, my goodness, a surprising amount of alcohol has arrived. Yeah. What is that? It's Jimmy B. Well, as I am a whiskey man. Yeah. I bought that because I got a really I got sick and I had a really bad cold. You even gave me the fancy golf ball, <laughs> the ice cube. Thank you, sir. It's a Death Star. It was a Death Star. <laughs> and mine's a cracked in half Death Star. <laughs> Seems oddly appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Before and after. Um. So, uh... What the fuck was I saying? Fuck it. Let's talk about the economy. So here's how this came about. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, cheers. So Wagner, um, we've always been like a bit more economically minded than some. We've talked about it. We've used broad terms. We seem to both have gained a new interest in it, or at least we talk about it more. Um, <laughs> me, I saw the movie The Big Short. I don't know if you've seen it. We have not. Fucking incredible. It's about the mortgage crisis, which I'm sure we'll talk a fuck ton about if we're talking about like the economy. But um, so I watched The Big Short, and then I watched some documentaries, like same topic, and mm-hmm. then just branched out from there. And I have watched every documentary and like mo- actual movie movie that you can about the 2008 mortgage crisis. I now feel like I'm an expert. I'm fucking not. I don't get like half of this shit. Not even a little bit. But you're passionate about it, so you want to talk about it. I don't know. I don't understand why I'm so passionate about it. Knowing it's, what it's a credit a- default swap puts you in like the 98th mm-hmm. percentile as far as That's what as, I was like, saying. As, as, okay, when he, uh, when he went inside, I was saying like, I think we're fairly intelligent. It's shit like that because there are very few people I could talk to that would know that. Not that that, like, that specifically makes you dumb, but like... <laughs> Which it does, but it does. But let's keep moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> let's but, just gloss over. I mean, <laughs> like just being interested in that stuff, I think is a sign of intelligence. Like if you crave knowledge about the fucking economy, like, I think you're speaking to the general spirit of curiosity, and I think that's what most people key in is the starter, the the beginning flame of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what you're trying to point towards, or at least seem to be indicating towards, is that you have a passion for a subject that most people don't openly or actively discuss in a forum such as this, where you have a couple polite drinks and then a little smoke and chat amongst friends about something that's very serious and it still affects us to this day. Now, while there are conversations like that that have occurred behind closed doors and shitty things about people manipulating it and making money off of it, I can't say that necessarily, say for maybe NPR probably NPR, conversations of this type are happening. Yeah. So, especially from the perspective of you guys having the sinking ship and the life raft and Mellow Men and Gang Bang and all those, it's like, oh, we do comedy podcasts and interesting self-personal stories, but now these are also interesting things to talk about amongst ourselves. I mean, you're a homeowner, right? A home renter? Home renter. Home renter. I'm a home renter. You you pay rents and do that on your property. I've had, I have presently have something like $20,000 in debt, not related to a household, but related to a vehicle and medical debt. Yep. So it's stuff that affects us all. I don't know what your situation was, but I thought now that you've said that, now I'm thinking maybe that's where we should pivot out of is what is your current status debt-wise and do you want to discuss it? Uh, $12,500 and that's all student loans. See, there and you go. that's the only thing I got. Uh, cars are paid off. Um, Beautiful. I mean, I'm not behind on... Uh, rent or anything like that. So I mean, that's a monthly thing. But but there you go. Your number, uh, your number, according to the government, is twelve thousand five hundred. My number, <laughs> according to the government, is twenty thousand. What's your number? Do you have My a number? My number, um, a grand in student loan debt. My car. Um, I don't know if you consider that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that he did. That's I just did. So did what you? do you? So yeah. my car, which it, when I got the loan was twenty three thousand. There you go. Um, and then I have a considerable amount of medical debt. Not even sure how much. It's like 
well over ten thousand though. So let's say you're just throwing pennies at them though. A month. <laughs> you're just like here. Let's say thirty thousand. Does that seem reasonable? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So amongst ourselves, we all have over ten thousand dollars of debt and an appreciating value above that. Mm-hmm. That's the where we said that's an average American, I believe, has something like seventeen or twenty thousand dollars in debt, and we're all approaching that number yeah. or over it. I'm on the low side. But we all have debt. We are not oh, yeah. uh, income positive. So the most massive chunk of mine, though, I, I mean, my car. It's your car. Yeah. yeah. But if you wreck that, even if you have insurance, you're not going to get the full amount of payment back. Mm. You're still going to owe money. So you have wrong. Gap. gap insurance. Okay, for now. But gap insurance doesn't last forever. Um, it lasts the entirety of the loan. Interesting. Yeah. See, there you go. I'm learning something. I didn't think that it did. I thought it lasted yeah. for the first couple years, and then no, it was I thought it was only. Point. I thought it was only for what the car was worth, like That's... at the time that you wreck it. Like they make sure to give you the entire. No, they, like if you no. had it for five years and it's only worth like seventeen. No, or that's different. Gap insurance you purchase through the dealer with the car, like you would a warranty. Uh, what it does is, let's say you just bought your car for twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that's what it's actually worth. You drive off that lot; it's worth twenty thousand instantly. You lose however much and instantaneous depreciation you leave the parking lot and someone fucking t-bones you well you are then going to get twenty thousand dollars you still have five thousand dollars in that loan that you your car depreciated because you drive off the lot you're fucked they pay that five thousand dollars and most gap insurances will also give you it's either one or two grand for a down payment on another car so it sets you up fresh to start with a new car Excellent. Well, that's a nice safety net but how much are you paying for gap insurance? Uh, Well, I paid for it up front. I paid two fifty cash but like they'll make it like a few bucks a month they'll just add a little bit to payment my point being how many years is your loan mine is five okay so five years you're paying 10 bucks a month sure okay so it's 120 dollars a year times five years that's 600 dollars you're paying just to hopefully if this happens hopefully not i'm hoping that you've never mm. been in a car accident because i've been in one and it was awful you're paying an additional $600 that you owe in debt that you're going to pay to them to make that happen. And if you fail to pay the gap insurance, you do not have the gap insurance, and then you cannot True. get that thing. And then right you true. owe No, I'm in debt. No, yeah, yeah. no doubt about that. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to put, your, uh, put you the screws to you, but I'm saying that I want us to keep on topic of the economy, essentially, of we have economy that, that we're dealing with. It's not that simple. It's not, yeah. It's yeah like, they I have gap insurance. It's like, mm, I have full coverage on my car, but my car is worth like, it's only a $4,000 car. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'll get maybe four grand back if I'm lucky, but it's got 150,000 miles on it. It's not going to yeah. be a thing that I get easy access for. And they're shooting on the low side. Exactly. Not, not, not the best people, those insurance people. Hmm. It, speaking of AIG, is involved. <laughs> no, dude, transfer into that. Because you're the one that wanted to do this topic. And I was very fascinated so, that you asked me specifically about it. So I'm like, just, well, the only thing I have seem, You know why? Because you're intelligent. Well, that's very <laughs> kind of you to say, and I can listen to what you're saying about it, but to be honest, I am definitely the least informed about, I have a base level understanding of what exactly occurred in the 2008 mortgage car crisis. Okay, we'll give you a quick rundown. Yeah, and it would be <laughs> good for your, up. No, 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 it would be good for your audience to, because of who your audience is, I would say, people that appreciate humor and your insight and your relationships to one another, as you have this information, it will then be appreciated by them for you two to explain it to them. So, and now as a person who also right. appreciates your podcast, lay it on me. So, um, mortgages became super, they were a big thing. Like the housing boom, you started to get everyone buying a home. Um, and they were good debt because people paid their mortgages and they did it consistently. Um, but mortgage debt is kind of useless to a bank. So what the bank does is they take a bunch of mortgages, package them into, um, a CDO, and what that is... What is, is the CDO? It's 
a collection of mortgages that you can then like take and trade as a bigger entity. So, ah, like a stock, you, sort of like a bond. Okay. And if you have, so you have a bond, mortgage bond is what it's called. I looked to Wagner like this, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so you have a mortgage bond, and then they can bet on that. They can short it, like bet that's going to go up or down, like stocks is, or yeah, bonds. But it's based on homes, so homes appreciate constantly. Like yes, home prices. That are was the idea. Up. Is that yeah, property values are when eternally have they ever increasing. Gone down? Yeah, exactly. But the which bank, is not true. The banks ran out of uh, mortgages. They were not writing enough to put into these CDOs, which were a like multi-billion dollar product. So they started getting more and more lax about their uh, lending policies. Like you ah. had what they called ninja loans, no income, no job loans, where like they didn't verify anything under fake names. They were giving homes to anyone at adjustable rates. And so everyone owned a home. People owned five. You had investors like crazy uh, leading up to 2007. Um, three people looked at this system and they're like, no, this is – like they, they actually went into one of these CDOs, which is a collection of thousands of, bo- of mortgages, and looked into each individual one. They're like, these are shit mortgages, and they are going to fail. And right. when that happens, the CDO fails. Um, so they're like, I want to short the housing market, meaning they're going to bet against the housing market. And if it, if it tanks, you make money. Right. So they created this product that had never been done. AIG insured it so that you had this product that they created where you could say, I think the housing market's going to go down. Three groups of people did that. Well, in 2007 is when the majority of the shitty mortgages, um, when they, so their, uh, they had an adjustable rate. So the rate jumped up, people's um, mortgages increased to 300%. And so defaults went through the fucking roof. Of course, because then you, you don't have an increase in income, you just have. Mm-hmm. But these bonds are still rated AAA by the ratings agencies, who Aha. are corrupt as fuck. Of course. So Big surprise. suddenly... Things start to fail. These CDOs fail, but they're still rated AAA. And when they fail, there's a, a bank called Bear Stearns. Bear Stearns went under. They're, they're going to, and the government helped them out. The government had bailed out a bank in 94, um, like LTSM or something like that. They bailed them out, so there was precedent that if the banks fucked up enough, the government would help them. And then, so when that happened, they helped Bear, Bear Stearns. Then Lehman Brothers, because they had a lot of money in these shitty mortgage bonds, um, they were going under too. They let them go under, and they went bankrupt. Um, they tried to sell them a bunch of times. It didn't work out. Finally, they kept coming up with other solutions, which were either blocked by the countries. Um, nothing was working. Uh, they needed the banks to pay for all the shitty debt to keep the, the economy afloat. Because if this goes under, so much of our money is tied up in these shitty mortgage bonds, as well as global money, that it will fuck up the entire system. And like literally, it will collapse. Like we'll be fucked entirely. Like the global economy, not just the United States economy. Yes, I, I mean the, for a point of reference is what mm-hmm. I want. I want people to be clear on is not just yes, this is happening in the United States mostly, but would as a result of our gigantic international economy affect the entire planet. And it's bad. It's worse than like just not having enough money. It's like it actually affects your way of life. That kind of depression. And so, finally, the only option is for the U.S. government to step in and say, "All right." We're going to give you guys money because we need to keep this shit afloat. We need to inject capital into the, the system. Sure. So they sat every bank head down and they're like, you have to take this money. They did it reluctantly. They didn't want to. The only reason they did it, because it looks bad for a bank to take money in that sort of scenario. Of course. But um, the only reason they did it is because the whole system would collapse from under them and they wouldn't have the wealth that they have now. Yeah, even the banks that didn't fuck up, the reason that they made them take it is because they didn't want anyone, any one particular bank to look weak. 
And so they're uh, like, we're going to make you guys all take money, even if you don't need it. That way, the markets, like, no one panics. Like, if ever, I mean, panics more than they already are. Right. But, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, part of it, so when that happens, the government takes, um, like, a controlling interest in the company, normally. So, like, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, that were... I've biggest, heard those names. It, it got so fucked up over there that the government took over those agencies. Yeah. Got like it. Government motors in the auto industry bailout, yeah. like... Government Motors? That's what GM. I call GM all the time. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> so did a lot of other people, not just yeah. me. I didn't. <laughs> and then um, This isn't a new thing, Morgan. You should no. be aware of this. Mm-hmm. All right, gotcha. What the fuck was I saying? You were talking about uh, Freddie Mae and Fannie Mac. Yeah. Or oh, Fannie Mae and but Freddie Mac. Part of this... <laughs> Bernie Mac is dead. Part of this bailout. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the year before the... Oh, my God. Oh my it was God. a conspiracy. He knew. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> Him, Tupac, and who else are living on an <laughs> island somewhere? Amy Winehouse. All their credit default swaps that they bet against. They're <laughs> yeah. Just off Machiavelli dropped an album in 2008. <laughs> Kurt Cobain's Yo, the debt's gonna fall. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? That's that's incredibly prescient. It's actually why uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself as well. Chris Farley. Chris, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris Farley. It seemed <laughs> it seemed like a heart attack. Nope. Got nope. liposuction. <laughs> liposuction, and no he's CDOs just... got to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you, Morgan. Uh, well, so far they won't because I'm not a homeowner. But please continue. Oh no, this affects everyone. <laughs> the economy okay. is, is a mighty, mighty. Well, I have <laughs> the topics that I wanted to discuss in the general area of the economy was things that I've had come to mind in speaking about economy generally. But this is really fascinating to me because I didn't understand how this all went down. Is that essentially how it all went down or is there more to add to that from there? I've been talking, like Huggins and I have been friends for years and every election cycle that comes through, Mm -hmm. I've been adamant about not giving a shit about whatever social cause there is. Like, (laughs) I mean like I don't mind talking about it, but sure. I'm like, it's really not that important compared to the economy, like the way that it's going. And I've said that repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. I'm like, Me abortion's too. not going to bankrupt the country. Gay right. marriage is not going to bankrupt the country. Right. <laughs> like, whatever it is this time around, uh, like, we need to talk about the economy. And I try to push that on people where it's like, do you even understand what's going on? And yeah. uh, And so... He watched the big short. It took the big short to finally. Yeah. I, mean, I, I knew. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all it enough. takes. Like the financial crisis doesn't. I didn't know much about that. That's new. But like I did know a bit about the economy. I was interested in it in college. So when I took the courses, I actually enjoyed learning about it. Um, I knew it was the most important thing. And I knew why. I knew what the Fed was. That puts me above a lot of people. Hmm. Yeah. People don't understand what the Fed is. Yeah. Then go ahead and explain it to them. The um, you can do it too, Wagner. You don't not, have to defer. He likes it. This one's harder. Yeah, I get really fucking horny about this shit, apparently. <laughs> no, no, look. The um, fact that you, you just explained that whole concept to me of the 2008 financial collapse of the mortgages in about five minutes means you at least have a good entry-level understanding of it, which not, means that you know where to party. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everyone stop drinking. Stop. Stop it. The economy's going to fail. No, I mean, <laughs> well, when you, right. When you try and do that stuff, people will not listen. But when you're sitting in this thing with a person who's willing to sit here and listen to what you have to say because he's interested in what actually happened, there you go. So uh, what is the Fed? It's the Fed. I'm a little more iffy on this one because I've only seen one documentary about the Fed. Well, then you and Wagner can double-team um, it. So back in the day, um, we saw a need for a centralized bank, a government-run bank, which is the center of the country's economy. Okay. Like, and in this case, they would lend out money to the other banks, um, and that would be kind of their, you know, they would help regulate the market. Okay. Um, so they grew. Um, over time, they, their powers increased. 
So now what they would do is they can kind of manipulate the market by raising and lowering interest rates, which can oh. encourage savings or it can discourage savings, can encourage spending, um, and they can pump more money into the economy. Like the whole printing money thing, we used to be based on the gold standard. Yes. Which is why... I was, was going to ask you if this is related to the gold standard switch over in like 1912 or whatever? Init- yes, that's when it came, came about. And is this the Fed shorthand for the Federal Reserve? Yes. Okay. Um, and then so, but as more economies around the world became, you know, similar size to ours or whatever, or they already were, um, we saw a need for like kind of a world central bank. And so right. that's why we are the standard currency. We kind of regulate the global market. That makes which sense. Which is why in 2008, when our shit almost went belly up, like it affected other people. And it's still affecting other countries yeah. today, like hard. Like some far worse than us. Certainly, certainly. Interesting. Okay. So as a result of switching over from the, if, let's see if I can summate what I've understood to this point. As a result of switching over from the gold standard to an actual internationally, well, originally nationally run banking system, we were then able to print money and then fluctuate the market based off of those decisions. In and amongst that occurring, we then eventually got to a point with mortgages that we were able to put them at an extremely low but flexible rate that we could then raise at any point that we desired to do so. When we did so, the mortgages defaulted, and then all the companies that were tied into them, including the banks, started to fail. And as a result of not waiting to seem weak, in addition to actually causing catastrophic global-wide economic crisis, we injected a fuck ton of money into those places, and now here we are. There are arguments that the Fed was responsible for the crisis in a lot of ways. Um, I just think it's a nepotism on all parts. Like, everyone that's worked in all of these banks and all the people that work at the Fed and in the government that uh-huh. are supposed to make policy on this stuff are all... Uh, they're all connected some way or another. Like they were either the chair, like they were on the boards of uh, any of these companies and now they're running shit. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, just, I mean, and it's everywhere. I mean, Clarence Clinton and the wall street now, pretty much. Yeah. I know. Like Clarence Thomas on the Supreme (laughs) court, like used to be a lawyer for like Monsanto and things like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's passing laws on that stuff. Of course. The same fucking schools and have triangles and lizard eyes. Yeah. I was gonna say, is this a new world order shit? We're going to start talking about now and get real into it. Um, so then, from that, I guess, as it seemed like you wanted to add a but or a caveat or a and or something to the the discussion of, I never really get involved in politics, I just want to worry about the economy. But, as you are now clearly aware, politics is important in so much as those people have influence over the economy. So does that influence your decision-making, your voting, or anything that you want to say to that end? And you don't have to like publicly exclaim, I'm voting for so-and-so, or anything of that nature, but... As you said, it didn't affect you as much. It seems to be now affecting you more. Well, it's kind of coming to the forefront now with our candidates. Uh, I think people are finally starting to wise up to things. I mean, it also helps that, well, in the case of abortion, it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's been <laughs> that's been the case since the 1970s, and people are still fighting about it. So I'm like, oh, that's not going away. But, like, uh, marriage between whoever is legal now, so it's not that big of a deal. And so now people are getting to focus on other things. Right. And I think people are realizing not just not necessarily just with the economy, but just how intertwined everyone is um, in the government and how fucked up all of it is. Yeah. Like I agree. Now more so than ever. Like people are people more who normally informed. are super like pro government are like, what the fuck is this? Like I think it's kinda neat. I, I like that we are trying to inform ourselves more and I think that's the utility of social media generally. That I think that we can <laughs> if we not stay away from, but less memes, more discussion. And I think that that can be used in a very 
broad utilitarian way that I think will help people in a big, bad way to inform themselves generally, which I think is really what most people are needing to see and or experience is information. Like with the Black Lives Matter movement and what the import of that is, or with the economy and what happened with the mortgage crisis, or what is happening in relation to, uh, I can't say abortion law, but the HB2 thing that just got struck down. So, uh, which I thought was interesting you brought that up, because now they've essentially doubled down on Roe v. Wade and made it so it's even more intense that, like, no, stop it. Women need free access to their health care. Well, that was in response to Texas, wasn't it? Well, Texas and Mississippi and Alabama and all the other... uh, The good old South. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But Texas specifically because they went from, I think in the last decade, went from like 49 abortion clinics to 20? Yeah, I think they were imposing uh, more strict regulations and stuff that most of them couldn't meet in order to stay open. Yes. And they were saying, oh, it's for their health because they got to have super awesome clinics. when we knew that they were just trying to close them down. Right. Yeah, and you travel from like people in Texas generally travel to a different state like texas is the second largest state in the union but the largest in the lower 48 and takes up i think one quarter of the distance of the country so if you travel from end to end of it east to west it's like nearly 900 miles so people would have to travel from any place in podunk texas so it wouldn't just be oh i want to go get an abortion it's like okay well i've got to go to a clinic and then my whole saturday yeah not even saturday (laughs) here's my whole weekend slash week i have to drive 200 miles day weekend abortions i have to drive 200 miles to a clinic where they then have to tell me that i have to listen to the fucking heartbeat of the thing that i already want to get rid of it doesn't have any of their business to anything to do at all i should be able to just get this done and be in out and on my way it's not their choice it's not their body has nothing to do with them whatsoever but they're making me through this incredibly rigorous procedure to try and make this thing happen and then make it all go from there into a bigger point and the point being you have to travel hundreds of miles waste hundreds or thousands of dollars to just try and get it what should be and is one of the <laughs> safest medical procedures in fact abortion is safer than actual childbirth but don't tell anyone that <laughs> yeah, one's a miracle one's murder <laughs> <laughs> don't forget yeah it's look that's all political stuff aside it, it, it is literally that thing i mean Same you thing. have literally one in four or one in three pregnancies ends in miscarriage heads up guys i'm not too worried i can't get pregnant yet yeah. We're going to change that. <laughs> I'm working on fingers it. Crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Take courts at a time, just trying. <laughs> hey, look, practice is my favorite thing. Right. So now that we are done being gross, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's that, never stopping. What inspired you so passionately to be into the economy and want to ask me about the conversation? It isn't just a generic, hey, man, I think you're intelligent. We should sit down and talk about it. Clearly, you, I mean, we haven't even talked really in two months, and then that has to do more with you focusing on your life, which I am immensely proud of, and I want to redouble on a public forum <laughs> how awesome it is that you have lost weight and focused on your life. Guys. You're welcome. Just fucking blubbering. <laughs> but additionally... <laughs> but additionally, why you contacted me slash it was so important to you to then talk about this thing. Honestly, this is my train of thought. In my opinion... Oh, opinion. <laughs> my opinion. You're intelligent. I'm smart. You're intelligent. <laughs> Also, the way you talk about some stuff sometimes is a bit outlandish. Like, well, please dig into like, that. I don't know what you mean. There, there's not a lot of people who have the same views as you. So if you know about the economy, which I assume you do because you're intelligent, then when you talk about it, you'd have some interesting things to say. Ah, That was my train of thinking. Me and Wagner could sit here and like, suck each other's dicks when talking about the economy all day. I think we're or just in general on similar pages. Right. Um, but I think you bring something interesting. Also, we, we talked about uh, Cody and Dave, too, because... They're also kind of out there. Well, I'm interested in what you mean by outlandish. Is it because are my theories and ideas and things I say like truly wild? Are they just not conventional? Sure. Oh, okay. Mm. 
I mean, do you feel the same way? It's fine. I'm not offended in any way, shape, or form. I'm just kind of curious if you have a different adjective or some way that you can explain what he is discussing. No, it's just uh, Huggins and I, like, over the years, we've kind of grown to the same thing. Like, I've gone a little left. He's come back to the right a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and so, and, oh, no, it's just uh, your brain works different than ours. Oh, like, okay. Certainly. Yeah, I, no, I, like, you, you come gentlemen. at the, yeah, no, it's not, a, it's not a diss, it's. I, again, I was not taking it as a diss. I was just taking it as a, mm-hmm. a no. comment on who I am as a person. But yeah, no, cool. it was just Huggins and I would just be like, yeah, I agree with you. Awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. They're <laughs> fucking... They're awesome. Do you know none of them went to jail? None of them. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I can't say that I disagree with your opinions to this point on this conversational topic. I, what I wanted to speak to in that, and since you're saying I'm non-conventional, I'll then discuss with you the ideas I had when you said economy that came to mind. My first thought was, and now that you've talked about economy generally, was why don't we have a generic... Hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember this series of words that makes this thing that I'm talking about. Ah, a living wage. Uh, essentially, we already take out taxes. That's a given. That happens. We have representation. I'm using quotation marks and air quotes here. Uh, yeah. So it's no longer taxation without representation. And as a result of that thing, why are we not dedicating that? Because it clearly seems evident as our population grows on the entire planet, but specifically in the United States, towards developing a baseline level of income that people can then focus on greater things. What I mean is giving genuine and actual contribution to society as opposed to just being bumps on a log. Now I realize some people are just going to be bumps on a log. I accept that. People will take advantage of the system and that's awful. But generally I feel that most people that have been disadvantaged generally in education, not having a comfortable home life, not having food on the table, not having clothes on their back, not having a consistent home, having those things do not inspire them to greatness. Don't inspire them to do anything or want to do anything. Can't focus at school because they didn't eat lunch or breakfast. They can't even think of what's going on because mom and dad were beating each other up last night because they were fighting about the fact that they had to pay their just their cricket phone bill. And so having a generic entry-level portion of your taxes that you're already having to people that have a job, would we not just cut off even, I'm going to say even just a single percentage point of taxes goes to that concept. We already have a welfare system, Medicare system, and other things in place that are starting down that path, but we don't have just a generic catch-all of, hey, look, shit happens, banks fail, people are shitty, nepotism happens, all this shit occurs, that you didn't, the people that were like, oh my god, I can finally afford a home, awesome, don't see all the -the behind-the-scenes scary shit of, oh, we're just doing this because we're going to fuck you over in a couple of years. But you don't know that. But in two years' time, you're no longer going to have a house. You're going to be completely homeless, and your children are going to be starving and hoping that they can just even go to school anymore. So I'm not saying... I am saying a sort of catch-all thing that people can not have to go through a series of processes. Just, I have lost my job. I have no way to make this thing happen. This is the reality that I'm living in. Can I please have food, shelter, and clothing? Okay, so like, yeah, I mean, that. One solution is that to that is to have welfare programs that you know. Right, it's a solution, but it doesn't seem super effective. What, seems moderately effective, and that's why like, my whole focus has kind of shifted to the economy itself. Like the economy itself, by tweaking certain numbers at certain times, or allowing this or not allowing this, can affect a giant chunk of the population who would then own homes, who would then have jobs. Um, yes, regulate the system, make it to where like capital isn't the like be all in all of success like where you actually value hard work and like that's possible through the economy so that's why i've shifted my focus all these little issues like like talking about taxes and all that like less important to me than how the fuck are we gonna keep our money in check because it 
we're the ones who suffer. Well, it's I'm, never them. I agree, and I'm referring to that concept generally, or I'm trying to, mm-hmm. because again, I'm a, I will admit I'm, I'm misinformed and malinformed on this subject. So please help me with this. I would greatly appreciate it, and I would love your perspective. The idea that I'm coming across of, I think people refer to as a flat tax. Now that I don't know if that's equitable at present because of the tremendous disparity between. 75 to 90 percent of the population of the United States and then the remaining 25 to 10 to 25 percent that have the majority of the wealth. So I'm not saying, hey, man, like, give us all your billions. But I am saying, like, as a for instance, and I know he's already tremendously helpful in all kinds of charity books, uh, things, but like Bill Gates has worth 70 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Would it hurt him to give one billion dollars to the welfare system and be like, hey, guys, here's a billion dollars. Let's make other people that kids that are impoverished and can't even eat and go to school actually have like a decent even just even just that I'll, I'll just start there like a decent nutrition program. Yeah, it's just his taxes specifically just takes one percent off the top, goes straight to that, and this as one one percent basically two in his case, and just goes to that. So then, in a similar system to the bigger economy generally, of everyone takes. I, I guess what I'm saying is I am comfortable with if they said. Every time you get a paycheck, 1% goes to the general fund of our economy and stabilizing it in the sense of everyone then can actually look for work because they're not worried about finding food, staying clothed, and and being sheltered. So then they can actually look for jobs that aren't just necessarily sustaining but also effective for the economy as well as for your general surrounding an area. So it might be something as low as, you know, making burgers at a restaurant, but that's where you start. Then you can work your way up to something else and actually make this... American dream thing in actual reality. So you're no longer concerned with the base level needs and they can climb to something greater because a fundamental shift in the entire economy has occurred to then make this happen. But, but I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if that's... And when you look at the bigger picture, you wonder, like, the the fear is not necessarily that, like, can this billionaire afford this $1 billion, but what am I doing to the system? Am I eliminating jobs so that this, like, hardworking individual can't find a job? Like, if unemployment goes up, like, people fucking die. So right. Yeah, I, I, I'm turning to you because it looks like you're processing thoughts and <laughs> thinking about these things. So I'm oh, curious. I was just waiting. I don't want to step over anybody. It's like, please roll that train, <laughs> well, man. This, this is the first class life raft, and so <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna be bickering over each other. Yeah, please. Is it like blowing out a bong hit? <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's smoking high grade marijuana, ladies and gentlemen. Well, yeah, that's not fucking swag. None of that swag crap. <laughs> Poser, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a first class smoker. No, I just oh, okay. So. To answer your question, your very broad question. Um, <laughs> I, I try to keep as broad as well, I no, could because no, no, no. I don't no. know much. I absolutely think we could do it. I think we could, but I don't think most people would go for it. Um, I think uh, economically speaking, <laughs> like with the amount of money that we make and uh, yeah, with what our economy can produce, I think we could. We absolutely could because... We look at all the other countries that have smaller economies than us, and I'm not saying that they're doing a great job, but they started. They started down the path, like you're looking right. at Europe and stuff and Canada, and, I mean, their populations might be a lot smaller than ours and stuff, but they also uh, started with a different culture, and I think that's where a lot of it stems from is... Yes. Honestly, like, I, I had said this in a class before. There was a debate. It was awful. There was like, I swear to God, like the the class was separated like the right and the left. And so they just argued about everything. And so someone had asked about like uh, free market capitalism and communism. 
And so, obviously, the two... For those that can't see what I just saw the face of Wagner, his nose flared in such a way that I got a little scared and excited at the same time. <laughs> hear all, all those eyes, like, ugh. Well, yeah, no, so... Like a sorry, so, please continue. You know, for, like, an hour and a half, the teacher, I don't know how, but she put up with both sides just going at each other. It was ridiculous. She finally was just like, hey, what do you think? And I was like, honestly, like... I mean, in all my wisdom and knowledge, that this is back when I was like 21 or something <laughs> like that. Anyways, it's okay. e- even back then, I was just like, I think we need to come to a happy medium. Like uh, in a free or in a perfect world, I think either one of them would work. But the common sure. de- the common denominator is people. We suck. We and, do. Yeah. And so there's going to be yeah, there's going to be leeches, and then there's going to be greedy ass like fat cats and stuff on the other side. And so I think what we need is we need more common sense, and we need like this is going to bleed over into this election cycle. It's uh, fine. We don't need any more status quo stuff. Like, I mean, we're still kind of stuck with that with like Gary Johnson, but I'm like, he's the best alternative out of the ones I mm-hmm. like personally. Uh, you don't have to do. <laughs> I agree. I but, feel um, the Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best. It is that. the <laughs> best. Yeah. Feel the burn was nice, but feel the Johnson is so, it's so gross, but so awesome at the same time. Who wants to burn? You got to go get that treated. A news story said from feel the burn to feel the Johnson. Yep. I don't think they got the joke. I really don't yeah. think they understood. It's clever. Dick, CNN. It means dick. It means dick. And he's going to stick his big, fat, fucking nasty cock well, inside the government. Yeah. And you will feel it. But uh, what I was saying is I think that there should be a happy medium uh, between it. Um, do I think we need safety nets? Yes, because we can afford it. Like it's we're not in dire straits where no. we couldn't afford it. I'm like, absolutely, we should have safety nets for the indigent and the people that need it. And then on the, uh, like on the other side of the token, like I think that we should let companies fail. Like and we should yes. let them do stuff. I mean, monopolies. I think we got a good idea of not letting them happen and stuff like that. Comcast. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Mm. Right. <laughs> It came out of me. It's, I just no. It's not even Comcast. Who is that Xfinity. that owns all of them? NBC oh, Universal. No, it's Comcast. Viacom. Is it Comcast? Comcast is one of the top five conglomerates. It's now Comcast, but it, they picked up NBC Universal, Viacom, and all them. And yeah. I okay. think it's now under the Comcast not, general umbrella. And they okay. own. Every, I thought it was under something else. And they own stations and shit. No, it, they are their own. They're a giant fucking entity. Mm-hmm. No, I knew that they were, but I thought it was under a different. I name. wanted to say Viacom, but I can't. I thought it was. Yeah, recall. I thought it was Viacom. It might be, but I think that's... But and Comcast is probably their biggest. It's, yeah, they're the I mean, second yeah, tier below it or something. Perhaps. Yeah. See, but anyways, I'm the like, point being that shit. That yes, so. and it's oh, like it's mind numbing when you look at that stuff and you see that. I mean, people cling to their stuff where they're just like, I watch MSNBC or I watch Fox News and stuff, and I'm like, and then you realize that they're owned by the same conglomerate yeah. i'm like <laughs> rupert wait. murdoch owns the top two television stations in the united states and in england yeah it's and terrifying. so i'm like i'm uh, i'm kind of realizing lately uh like just how into quote-unquote like conspiracy stuff that i'm into i'm like uh, you look at the political landscape you look at uh businesses in the united states it's hard not to be with that information well, isn't exactly it? i mean like uh, term limits really need to be a thing we don't need the good good old boys club where like these people have been in there for 60 years for what reason they haven't done any good like or if just, they have they did it 60 years ago oh yeah no yeah like they just happen to be on the right side of the civil rights movement or exactly something. they're like oh they're gonna vote for me if i do this Sweet. no super fast M- uh comcast owns nbc universal they're fucking big mm-hmm. like, oh yeah exactly <laughs> so i agree with that and i think term limits should be a thing i think that part of that has to do with our younger generation saying, and I see a lot of people my age, or our age, I guess I'm saying, I'm 32. Um, 
that are now realizing that like it's all a scam. It's like it is, but the reason it's a scam is because we felt that since we were twenty one or eighteen and been like, oh, I'm not going to even vote, and then you don't vote for four election cycles and you're mad for twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, the system's broken. The system can only be fixed if you are brave enough to attempt to fix it. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's gonna be fixed because of your specific individual effort, but you have to try. And if you don't right. try, well, it definitely won't if no one tries. And so, exactly. I mean, I was excited about the Bernie Sanders campaign sure. and stuff. I mean, Me too. I I like the idea of it. Yeah, I wasn't gonna vote for him, but like. I was as soon as I found out Johnson was running, I was like eh. rooting for him a little bit. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just well, like going against the status quo. I'm like, I had told people this plenty of times where I'm just like, I would love for him to be president. I don't think he's gonna get a lot of stuff passed. That and he as wants happened to. today, he conceded. Did he finally yeah. today? Okay, <laughs> like, they're pissed. And that's, that's, yep. Well, I don't know. But she can still get indicted. But like, Gary Johnson very cleverly was like, "Hey, look, feel burned by the burn. Come on see, over to my but side." Then also knowing more about it. They're not going to. They're going to go I for Jill Stein. Like, you think so? Dude, yeah. Is Jill Stein confirmed as her vice presidential candidate? No, no, it's not hers. Uh, she's going to run as Green Party. Oh, Green Party. Right, right. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. I would think she would lose quite a few votes because Johnson is so far ahead of her in popularity he, that okay, they'd rather see, jump that, to him That's than the her. logical thing. But as far as the, like, the ideologies and stuff, Johnson and Bernie were quite different. Like, very much so. Certainly. Yeah. And so, I mean, very opposite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Johnson goes more right than people might think. But, but oh yeah. Which is but, but it right in the original conservative Republican context of which is what I've always small liked. government. Yeah, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, essentially, that's <laughs> yeah. what it that's why they say like, you know, it's libertarian. Which, yeah, which is always yeah. weird. Like I had talked about this uh where I always thought it was weird that uh like punks and stuff like that, like music, they always hated Republicans, which mm -hmm. the Republicans nowadays, I totally understand that. But I'm like, the original basis of Republicanism was small government and things like that. They've obviously yes. gotten away from it, but I was like, you go they're talking about anarchy. Yeah, like, they're talking about pure anarchy and stuff. I'm like, then you should be on the wrong other side, side, dude. Exactly. Like, I'm like, exactly. you got one side that's fighting for more government that's like, we need more stuff to help people, which. When you really think about it, it just helps disenfranchise, keep people disenfranchised, and rigs voting stuff by. Oh gosh, it, 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 like right. you can just go in so many directions. Well, with I, this. It's I awful. think what I'm gathering from that, and I think, and to try and tie back to the economy and other things, is what we're seeing, or what I've been witnessing, is what we're looking for is pieces and parts of both parties and other parties that then tie into that. Like when you say the Green Party, you think, yeah, the environment's fucking important. That should be as a part of a tenant of a party. Mm -hmm. Yes, smaller government's important. That should be part from the Republican Party. Yes, liberal ideas like abortion and it's women's choice and uh, people of different races and ethnicities should be equal and equal pay for everyone and all that, which is on now on the liberal side, should then also be part of a party. And that isn't in one general location for anyone to then like all of these constructs are human constructs that we could then say, let's go to the human party. Because that's what it is. We're all humans that want a thing. Even the greediest motherfuckers still need to eat, still need to have a house, still need to have a car to drive, still need to have a phone to use. Beaches. All of those things. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, but look, and it's funny because now, and I appreciate that about <laughs> modern society, is we can say, when you say bitches, you're not necessarily saying uh, derogatory statement to women. You're saying, "Oh no, we are." <laughs> Let me okay. stop you there. <laughs> that's that's Huggins' com uh, comedic timing coming out, and I appreciate that. No, no, no. <laughs> he's skinny now. He's not funny anymore. That was. Serious. Oh right, right. Ignore, I'll ignore it. Right. Ignore yeah, it. Fuck them, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> bitches of any creed, kind, sex, type, or sort uh, are people that are fucking up this whole general idea of 
we're all human. We all have needs, wants, and desires, and we want to try and better ourselves generally. People don't want to be injured or hurt or taken advantage of or raped or have their jobs taken away or have their money taken away or have anything taken away. Even the rich people, when they're like, oh, my house is crumbling and all this money that I had that was made from a fake Ponzi scheme is now going to put me in jail. They don't. But you think Bernie Madoff wants to be in jail? No, of course he doesn't. He still wants to be a billionaire. But now he has perspective of, oh, well, because I was a huge, grievous asshole. Now I'm in jail forever. This is what I get. And whether he actually comes to, has his coming to God moment, for lack of a better term. Turns to Islam. Yeah, well, look, he comes to God, <laughs> Yahweh, <laughs> Buddha, anything, anything that he chooses to do. The point being, if he doesn't have that moment of transition, at least he will now be serving under the master of that idea that, no, eventually, all humans will be judged by their actions, whether it's from a higher power or your other fellow humans, it's going to happen. So whether it's, the economy falling apart in your very fingertips and then being revealed for the scummy person that you are, or if it's a governmental system that is then seems to be run by a series of terrible lizard people, which aren't actual lizard people, they're just saying that because it's all things staying the same. The point remains the exact same. We need a fundamental shift, a paradigm shift of some sort to make this thing not better, but real. Yeah, and this was... Uh conversation that we had that i was half serious where we were talking about uh the financial crisis and stuff and i was talking about let it burn like <laughs> just let it go completely under and we would have been, yeah we would have been rebuilding by now like, yes. or, or totally different like i mean something else would have happened could, it could have crumbled us it could have been like a huge global shift in things but she can't let those happen too yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, the, not just us. Like, oh, we would be fine and dandy. I'm like, no, no, no. Everyone would have been fucked. But that's what we got ourselves into by yeah. electing the people that we did and letting the yes. stuff happen that we've done. Yes. People with fucking no credit, bad credit and stuff, just like all dumbasses. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy a $450,000 house because they're going to let me with my 505 credit score or right. something. You're like, I have like Whoa. a 505 credit score, and I will never, any anytime soon, apply for a housing loan. I will not do it. Right. It's it's madness. Even if the house costs a hundred thousand dollars, I won't do it. Mm -mm. I can't afford it. I'm not an idiot. I, yeah, no. I'm an idiot, but I will not. <laughs> Financially, let me mend that immediately loan, and turn yeah. around and say what a, a house. It's an investment. You, not usually, a... but usually there's something that got you down to a 505 credit score. Oh no, yeah, no, and, I mean financial irresponsibility. No, I'm usually. just now starting to call that. I'm just now making my rent payment on time, paying my utilities, pay. I made my first car payment on time and proudly, and so I'm now making it work. But I'm barely. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I'm in too. a dangerous and precarious situation where I live paycheck, and my paycheck relies on my car. Yeah. So then, if that breaks down, then I am Mine's screwed. Plasma right now. I'm like, if something happens and I can't sell plasma, I'm broke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's, that's the good old college life right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we, we, we all have different reasons. Like, I have a four-year-old that I've got to continue supporting. So if I've got to go on welfare and I've got to do those things, I, I will not be so brash as to say, no, we must have to keep having steaks every night and all those things. You have to make modifications and adjustments to do those things. I'm up, Guys, I'm on fucking Medicaid. I'm going to be applying for food stamps. Mm -hmm. That's my reality. It's not a bad thing to be ashamed of or whatever, but if we had these... Yeah. But I have to apply for it and I have to prove that I need it and all those things. I'm like, yeah, see, that was my thing. It's like, I could totally qualify for that. But I'm like, I've figured out ways that I don't just so I don't have to deal with that because they make it so hard. Yes. <laughs> and it's, well, it's not terribly hard. So you might want to look into it. But I'm saying there shouldn't be this kind of gap of any sort of saying, look, I need help. Please help. And it's not forever. But for now, for example, if they paid my food bill for the month, which is all I'm asking, I guess from the genie in the lamp. I would have an additional $200 to pay towards my debt. If you want me to pay off the debt, 
give me $200 to just eat, which I can only use it for food, and then I will then be able to use that additional $200 to make a second car oh, food payment. Stamps. Talking about Pay- food stamps. Yes. The SNAP program. Sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Just kidding. I, I, I wasn't... I was connecting the dots for our dumber listeners. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Got to dumb it down a little bit for the dummies. A little bit. Uh, we're, we are on the first class live raft. $200 yeah. worth of stamps. What does that <laughs> mean? I don't understand. I've got, I don't want to mail that many letters. Is he mailing food to himself? You can't make a pie with stamps. Uh, no. What I'm saying is, if those systems are in place and they can just be asked for and then received... Or like I, when I went to my basic income discussion and argument or basic housing or anything of that nature, which there are actually states that are doing this, by the way. Might want to throw that out there to you. Colorado now is developing homelessness programs so they can have 40... <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Sounds, no, it sounds funny. Be homeless. Like, not not be homeless. They, they find out, like, they make so much money on homeless people, so they encourage but, homelessness. No, no, no. no, <laughs> no. The Teach you how to be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. like the homeless ho- people then become rich, but they can't leave the system. Like, there's just this massive amount of wealth. They're sitting in there in their gigantic like, condo, and they're sitting there smoking pounds of weed. And like, I can't leave the system. I'm stuck. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm in the system, man. They go to like the <laughs> nicest park ever, built just for them. No, but if you point specifically to states that have legalized marijuana, I know controversial topic. Not even. Okay, but I'm like, just. I don't even like personally. I don't care for weed. I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me that people do it. Right. Well, that's a lie. Actually, I don't like burnouts. They still bug me for some right. reason. <laughs> but anyways. But. But. Oh, what happens to really stupid people and get them high? They, they're more stupid. Yeah. Precisely. It intensifies your exacerbate it. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, in those states specifically, Colorado and Oregon that I'm thinking of, now have fundamental programs in place that they're using as the extra income tax that they've received from the sale of marijuana to actually invest in health care and housing for their homeless. So these people that are impoverished that have mental illness, which is a whole nother hour and a half we could talk about that is rampant in this country. I mean, there's people sitting at this table that have experienced it Vaccines, in their own way. man. Yeah, fucking does not cause autism. <laughs> Look, I, I love... Jimmy McCarthy said so, though. Yeah, but yeah. not getting one can cause polio. We don't want that shit back. Just yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the point being that I'm trying to get at generally is, and tie it into the economy, the economic conversation generally is, from just one simple plant that's been planted on the earth for hundreds of thousands of years, we can then invest the sales of that money into investing into our fellow humans to then get them back on their fucking feet and get them investing in our actual economy again. If you have homeless people, they no longer have to worry about getting their medicine and getting a job, and they can actually go back and contribute. Some of those people are actually going to have a whole generation of their life where they can then get in a stable place and make it to a point that they can start a family with actual kids that will actually understand and appreciate where their parents came from that will then be inspired to then go into things like science and medicine and all kinds of wonderful things that will then continue down in an incredible path that will make us into better and stronger individuals. But until we invest in those things, we can't fucking make it happen. No, and let me tell you why. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Let me mansplain that for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that like, as a one example of a couple places where it's just starting as a program, it's again in its infancy. That's where like, I'm, I'm really happy that people are starting to see that where they're just like, Colorado's solved a lot of their debts just from this one thing. And I'm like, that's neat. Why don't we make everyone pay taxes? Like, I mean, everyone, everyone pisses and moans about how Europe's doing better than us when it comes to education or when they're talking about uh, government-run health care and things like that. Yes. And I'm like, we don't pay their taxes, the same tax yes. rates that they do. And I'm like, 
personally, I'd be fine with it as long as it was fair. Like, I mean, if everyone else yeah. did it. Or That's it, I mean, exactly what I have thought and I, I wanted to speak to. No, exactly. And so I'm not so sure that I agree with a flat tax. Uh, I mean, I've been looking into it. It sounds fair. Like, I mean. As a it, generic concept, as a starting point of conversation, it sounds fair. It sounds fair. Because, yeah, you talk, but then you get into the nitty gritty of it and you're like, you got someone that's making a million dollars and then they have to give up 20%. So I'm like, that's 200000 I'm like, that seems like a lot. And you're like, but they can handle it. They got 800000 left. But you take 20% away from somebody 10, that makes $10,000. i am like, yeah, you're living on eight. I'm like, Ugh. So it starts getting weird. And so that's where it's, I mean, have you ever seen our tax code? It is, I think, as tall as I am for ladies and gentlemen that are listening, that is 193 centimeters and 76 inches, 6 feet 4. Thrilling <laughs> Not shit. Not quite. <laughs> but... On the thinnest piece of paper that you've ever seen, it's still 10,000. Like, it's fucking thick. I saw but, them post it on actual paper, and it was almost as tall as I was. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, on, yeah, just Xerox paper. It's on like Xerox Bible paper. paper. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, it's on, on Bible paper. It's like a super thick, like, triple Bible. Yeah. But on human paper, <laughs> it is as tall as I am. On us regular folk paper. <laughs> us yeah. regular folk. But that's a thing. That's a comment, too. Mm-hmm. They, they, we, wouldn't it be nice if we had, and that's actually a thing that I was astounded was put into the, not the EU, what the hell's the name of that? The UNN. UNN? Hmm. Interesting. United Nations? Nations. The UN proposed that internet is now a fundamental human right. I think that's fascinating. And I think it should be a case because it connects everyone at least to see everything oh, and mean, hear everything that's going on ever, on the planet. Like, Have you received a job that wasn't an online, an online application in like five years? Uh, over a decade now, I got my. I got. I had to apply online in 2006 to go to Home Depot, and that's how I got my job. That's 10 years ago, and it, I got the job at DM. Uh, I won't say their name because I don't want them to get free advertising and also to know that I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> the corporation that I'm presently working with, same deal, had to apply. They Comcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's been the first class sinking ship. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> The the company I'm working for presently, I had to do all of my stuff online. They gave me PDFs to fill out. They gave me that I had to print off and then actually give them physical copies, of course. But I filled out and edited online. The application was online. Uh, the drug test that I got, the paperwork for it, I had to print out from offline and take it to the I actual place. right on my printer. I don't know how. It <laughs> I don't know worked. how it worked, but they said I passed, so it was totally cool. It was legit. <laughs> so I apologize if I sort of hijacked yeah. your conversation, but I wanted to essentially no, speak fine. to that concept overall. Yeah, where were you going with the uh, the task code? Oh. Just how? Oh right, yes, please. Just how complicated it is. It, oh, yeah. it it doesn't need to be like that, and it's just loophole after loophole for things. I mean, there is some stuff that is important, but it's broken. We kind of go back to the conspiracy thing where it's like, I don't think we need the IRS. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be that complicated. They did that lose four thousand employees, so there's that. Well, ooh, <laughs> like <laughs> I guess it's a start, but I'm like, no, it needs to be simplified. There, like, I agree. Uh, and then stemming from the mortgage crisis and things like that, it, you realize that there's things like, why the fuck is a credit default swap a thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't good. It was never good. I'm for more regulation, like, yeah. especially in that sense. Well, see, and then people are like, oh, well, that's uh, that, that's awful, and that's going to, like, constrain the economy and things like that. I'm like, well, not if we do common sense things. It's not, mm. right. it's not like the government's going to run everything. I mean, uh, I'm of the opinion that, uh, popular opinion should be what I mean yeah. if I wanted to name like if I wanted to make a fried chicken restaurant and name it some racial epithet or something or it's just like I should be under like 
public opinion where they're just like, we're not going to eat there. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'd go out of business. Not, I don't need the government telling me that I need to shut it down or I if can't you went, have that. If you went Jim Crow's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, exactly. Then they'd be like, no one is going to, it doesn't matter. I'm going to start it anyway. You have the dumbass responsibility to start the business, but no one's going to shop there and then you lose your business. Right. And that's how I think most things should be run minus like when we get super huge conglomerates and stuff like yeah. that, that have the ability to take down everything. I don't think exactly. that they should be able to get there. No. And so I think that's where the government should come in is where Certainly. it's like where they started it's to where they're just like, hey, let's get the Carnegie's and all this stuff. Like, let's break them up. Let's not allow Especially this shit. Especially the system that they created. Like, it used to be that they would not take massive risks because they didn't want to fail. But after they started bailing out, um, you know, in 94 and then um, Bear Insurance, like once they started doing that, they had the safety net. And so, like, you can no longer trust greed to regulate the economy like it used to. Like, so that's when the government needs to step in and fucking regulate it. Yeah. Which, that's which their responsibility, unpop- right? It's un- yeah, it's, uh, they have to do unpopular things like raise um, interest rates. People don't like that. Like, it's not a good political move. And so they've stayed fucking low throughout like, every fucking crisis. Like, they remain lower than normal. I agree. And that, that speaks to the concept, I guess, where we've been at generally is we need term limits. We need a little bit more regulation. Not a ton, but start with a little. <laughs> make it a little less easy for these billionaires to continue getting more billions, whether it's individuals or companies. And then being having more honest conversations about human life. We have a tremendous mental health issue in this country. We have tremendous problems with healthcare generally. We have, I think it's statistic. I drive by the sign every day, is one in ten kids goes hungry every night. That's madness. Not a single child on this planet, let alone the United States, should go hungry. That's madness. I think here it's because of obesity, though. I'm just sure. I'm kidding. <laughs> or, or you can do what Wagner says: just let it all burn down and see what pops up. Fuck yeah! You're you're not wrong, man. <laughs> the strong survive. And we're getting there. It's, it's the point <laughs> where like, should we really fight to save this shit, or just yeah, chill? Well, it's been an hour, gentlemen. Should we call it? Let's call it. Okay. All right. That's uh, the first class. Fuck me. First class life raft. I'm Huggins. I'm Farley. And Wagner. Farley is good. And. How are we in these? Bye. No, no, no. You have to do classy. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Cheerio. Pizza.